your story is what you have what you will always have it's something to own this is a quote by michelle obama and what you make of that story is the power you have to make history and this is the quote by corporate diva team corporate diva is a flagship program on transforming women professionals into women leaders and as you have been listening to the tgv and following tgv march 2023 is a special month for us because we are celebrating women's day month this year and are featuring corporate divas inspiring women leaders from across the globe so that each one of the audience listening to this podcast can get inspired and grow big in their careers and as well as in their lives in today's episode let us chat with Hina Saini she is a breast cancer survivor who did not give up instead she invested in self and climbed the corporate ladder she's a versatile and effervescent leader with global expertise and passion for creating impact by coaching leadership a double mba with operations and project management specialization she graduated in march 2022 from cornell in executive management she brings forth two decades of steadfast experience in the it and information security program management operations management and people management she has effectively orchestrated multiple global service transition projects with cross functional and diverse culture teams so this is going to be a power packed episode this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future friends i am your host navin samala just a fellow it professional on a mission to make the world a better place to live through the guiding voice we drive conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career thank you so much for joining me and hina hearty welcome to the guiding voice deepika spoke volumes about you and i was super impressed by the kind of tenacity that you have demonstrated and how you have overcome cancer and how you have invested in yourself to grow up in the leadership ladder hearty welcome thank you so much for being part of our journey Thank you so much Naveen for having me here. It's equally my pleasure and I think I'm just in gratitude to whatever Deepika would have spoken. It's just the journey which has allowed me to evolve and become a better person and I think till date every day is a new learning. That's how I wake up every day that what is there today for me to learn either from someone or where I can make an impact. So I'm just in gratitude to the words that because spoken about me and thank you so much for an elaborate introduction you gave about me i was just in loss of word and thinking oh really i have done all these things <laughs> yeah my pleasure like uh, the initial message itself is so inspiring and i'm looking forward to the conversation with that let's let's get started so ina you had over two decades of experience and can you briefly share key milestones in your corporate journey how it all started and how it is evolving so i would say key milestone uh, navin would be one is when i realized that where i have to build my niche that would be the first one after almost 4 to 5 years in my career it was a make and break journey trying different kind of roles i started as a as a tele caller telemarketer which people hated i mean including me none of us really want to have those annoying calls coming to a coordinator 
in between a small stint of receptionist for few days and then uh, tied my hands on call center finally got into operations which was also a monotony and then when got that break of getting into the it sector i am not a hands down it technical person who get into and fix things but the project management arena gave me that opportunity to enable people that if something is broken who can fix it so i am that enabler who bridge the gap between the person who is looking for who can fix it and the person who can really fix it and that's when i would call that as a first milestone because it let me unleash that yeah this is the place where you have to build your success story second milestone i would say when i started getting into it and uh, different kind of challenges came into the picture and allowed me to collaborate with multiple people of diverse group and allowed me to evolve as a professional right from a a project manager to a project lead a senior project manager and today uh, at a place where i am being designated as a senior principal program manager it is a long journey and i have seen a evolution of hina what was when she started this journey to what i am today a different person altogether so that was the second milestone and third one when i thought that enough contributed in terms of my journey i have evolved as a person but what i can do to impact others which just happened recently i think thanks to covid covid while was a different a dark arena for people for me it came as blessing in disguise on multiple dimensions i thought i was doing a pro bono coaching and mentoring for many youngsters who were uh, who came across in my path of journey in terms of the career and they could unleash that potential in themselves they could uh, get accomplish the things what they were trying to take my help from and it came very naturally to me to motivate people to bring that spark spark in them or to let them know that you have it in you but you are not seeing it sometimes you know you need that external push sometimes you are so much surrounded by those negative thoughts that you just don't get to get to see that those external noises are so much that you don't hear your own voice so i was becoming that voice for them they were able to achieve the things they wanted to and that's when i thought that though i've done enough for myself so far it's the time now to give back and start creating that ripple effect and unleash the potential in others and that's when i took the third milestone that i got certified as a career coach and working on that journey also along with my current profession i, I could see a lot of diversity in the path that you have chosen and you are humble enough that you started in roles like call center receptionist telemarketing and all not everybody has that guts to admit those kind of things in public and I really salute to you this is so inspiring and uh, i could see that uh, passion in you okay from step to step from milestone to milestone right you have done something different and uh, at the same time i also wish you all the best on your coaching journey i am sure all your coaches are going to immensely benefit this is so <laughs> absolutely 
So this is so inspiring. And with that, let's move to the next question. Again, yeah. one of my favorite questions. I, I normally keep these conversations quite natural, keeping in view of the audience. What, what audience actually expect from a senior leader okay, who is uh, giving this podcast, right? So from that perspective, I, I love asking this question. What are the top three attributes or what are the top three things or the success mantra, you may call it, that have attributed your career success so far? One, I would say, see, nobody is a born leader. It's, uh, it's something what happens in the journey when you're walking on this path. And I think I truly believe in that. Suddenly, when you're out of the college, you just don't say that you are a leader. Of course, there are some percentage of, especially today's generation, they are much, much different than what I was in my time when I came out of the college. I see a, a vast change. It's completely a different uh, ball game altogether now. Uh, I would say one is my resilience. I am a highly resilient person. It's not really easy to put me down and then then just think that okay she will not rise up so that will not happen second I would say over the period of time now I have a more structured approach that every day in the morning I have this habit since last three to four years that I decide that top three things what I have to do uh, it can be around my work also it can be around my uh, personal priorities as well so I make sure that those top three things I accomplish in the day because work is never ending. Work is always there. You say that, okay, I have too much of work, too much of work. So basically people think that life happens only on weekend. Life happens every day. We forget that life is on a weekday also. It should not revolve around your work only. You should devote your time for your your self-awareness should devote time for reading. You should devote time for something what you like. You should devote time for your your near and dear ones spending time with them. So top three things is what I make sure I prioritize and I try to accomplish them. I would say nine out of ten times I do it. Sometimes schedule goes haywire and it just gets cornered. And last but not the least, a very important quality as a leader, what I keep first is people come first. Processes, technologies, everything will come, go, evolve and might come back in the fashion again. But it's people who make the game. It's people who break the game. So just make sure that you're taking care of your people. Not necessarily they have to be the reportees to you. I mean, it's reportees. People consider the reportees when they are managers. But for leaders, anybody they talk through in the day it's they make that impact and anybody they collaborate in the day they make sure that they are taking care of them not in terms of their own need but the person who is in front so it's people who comfort and please take care of them the work will be done amazing uh, i simply love this statement life is on a weekday also and it should and weekdays shouldn't just revolve only on work right Absolutely. And one and and one other thing which uh, I share commonality is about the structured approach of follow, uh, planning the day. Of course, I don't maintain post-it note kind of thing, but I maintain a virtual list before I begin my day and make sure that all those are ticked. Okay, by the end of the day and all. I, and ninety-nine percent of the time, I don't carry forward. And there are some exceptions, as I was telling earlier. Like Absolutely. we are all human yeah. beings, right? Yeah. Yes. Great. That's amazing. Now let's move ahead. What is your most important leadership skill? I know you seem to be a people person from uh, the brief conversation I had so far. 
what you treat as an important leadership skill allow people to say it's like as i said people come first whenever i have headed a team or as a part of the program management i get the opportunity to collaborate with multiple people in terms of my own leaders and now as a career coach i get to listen to many people over a period of time develop this habit and still learning i think each day because sometimes you tend to forget it um, that god has given you two ears and one mouth so listen more and talk less and allow others to talk it's very important i have to consciously give this reminder to myself i think i am 75% there uh 25% i'm still building on the skill because it's always the approach that if i'm talking to you today navin so i should think that what is it in for navin to talk to me it should not be my priority which should come first it should be navin's need which i should address to then by default when tomorrow i would be need to something the things of the puzzle will fall in place so i think as i said it people who make and break the game so keep them first and your half work will be done rest hard work has to be there along with the smart work yeah makes absolute sense and uh, here comes my next question so you initially started as a telecaller and then receptionist right and uh, bpo and then you took you took plunge into the tech industry so w- what sparked your interest in working in the tech industry like did you think about okay should i should also become an engineer i should be building some software has there that kind of thing on your mind when you spent your initial career in the telemarketing as well as all other different roles that you have taken so no our uh, first answer is never navin navin i thought that i should really become an engineer or build a piece of software or so uh, because i connect to the emotion of the individual what i whom i'm talking to or whom i'm collaborating with or the team i'm heading i'm a natural nurturer i would say that it comes very naturally to me at places i need to really stop myself because not everybody likes it when you try to take care of them so uh, at least now i know where to draw a line and where to cross it a little bit so that the other person feel comfortable about it so never i have thought that i should become an engineer but i would say that what kept me hooked to the tech industry is the fact that my no two days are same i am a person who embrace ambiguity i am okay with the surprises uh, of the day in terms of work and uh, and change does not really deter me because as as you mentioned uh, in the starting as a, my introduction that i am a breast cancer survivor so that change of life has really taught me so much that any change which comes i now embrace it with ease there might be ruffles it's like you know that swan who's calm on the surface but uh, been ruffling hard beneath the water i might become sometimes that but overall i am the person who love the change because it comes with its own set of surprises and somewhere i totally believe that there is a bigger power who is calculating things at a different logic and mathematics and doing the miracles for you so the reason why i stick to the tech industry was uh, and chose project management as my career path because every day is a project in your life 
If you have to plan a dinner for a guest, that's a project. If you have to shift houses, that's a project. So project is management or program management is such an area where every day is a new day. Every project is a new project. You get to work with different people, diverse group, whether it's globally, whether it's of different uh, cosmopolitan, multilingual people. You learn from their culture when you, because it doesn't remain transactional, right? You tend to learn about the pe person. So it just widens your horizon and dimension. So though I am not hands down dirty doing technical things, but this orchestration of the job of the projects and being an enabler for my leadership and other people who are involved, I think that that itself was a hook to remain hooked to this industry. That's nice. And uh, let's move ahead. Uh, I have an interesting question. Like, yes. do you think enough is done uh, to help women to get into the tech industry? Right. In case if you do not agree with that, what would you recommend? Yes, I choose not to agree with you that because, yes, um, I have personally felt it. If recently was going through a blog and uh, you might have heard of Anita B or organization, they run this Grace Hopper and uh, so sort for women in tech. They have done a survey and they found out that only 29% of the women are in tech globally, not just this is not India figure. 29% is nothing. I have been myself in such boardrooms where it's full of men and I'm the only woman sitting there. Unfortunately or fortunately, what do you say that I I have that voice that I can talk it out on and, and I don't feel that oh what they will think or how they will judge me. And I also know where to keep my mouth shut and wait for the right moment to say. But eight out of the 10 women usually don't have that voice. And they feel really like they are not at that stage where they want to say many things, but they feel they are being judged or they get surrounded by that imposter syndrome that I'm not enough. Might be the men sitting in across the table are more technically sound than what I am. So there should be initiatives which should be taken by the organizations to make sure that Women should be given voice at the table. Number one, there should be the foster of culture where there is a sense of belonging. You should encourage the women in your team to talk. And it's not just about allowing her to talk, but also include her ideas and suggestions in the improvements and initiatives what is running across the organization. And very important is that allow them to take the initiative. Don't let just absorb their ideas and let a man lead it. There's nothing, I have nothing against men. And first of all, I'm not a feminist because I feel a man is equally needed in the ecosystem as much as a woman. We are equal part of the ecosystem. But it's women also who has to take the initiative. It's very important for them also to come out. There should be programs associated in the organization which should be women-oriented because some women don't feel comfortable talking in front of the men. Some women don't feel, most of the women rather, don't feel comfortable talking all the topics in front of the men. So it will take ages to bridge this gap, but we have to start somewhere. And 29% of women in the tech industry, not only that, Overall global leadership, if you go in my own organization, in the leadership, there is point 
0.001 percentage of people in the leadership, women in the leadership, which is not a very encouraging figure. And women are better leaders. When a woman can channelize energies at home and at work together, definitely they can channelize the business also. But it will take some time to get its growth. Yeah, absolutely fair. And I, I think um, this was some candid conversation that has happened now. And uh, for those of the senior leaders who have tuned into episode, request you to please consider encouraging women to take up bigger and senior lo- uh, senior leadership roles and uh, pave that way so that uh, more Absolutely. and more women uh, would like to take that plunge. And also, it's a humble request from the Guiding Voice platform as well. And now that Hina has uh, brought forward the topic, and uh, thank you so much for being so open about that. And in fact, uh, I echo with you. A few organizations have that, but fortunately, I work for General Electric and uh, there we had a lot of open culture. And in fact, uh, we had many senior leaders, uh, uh, many women in the senior leadership positions. And I can proudly tell you that so far in my career, I have reported to almost nine uh, women leaders out of 10. Uh, There was only one male boss whom I reported into. (laughs) So... Maybe oh, that's like I have very rarely heard that, and um, I mean, kudos to you. Um, and somehow I am comfortable working with female bosses. I I don't know, like, but I'm super. And very few men admit it so openly, Naveen. Yeah, so yeah. Pa- please pat your back, um, <laughs> uh, because it comes with own prejudices and yeah. it comes with its own pre-notion stereotypes. Yeah. If a woman is a boss, so yeah. yes. I totally appreciate you for your <laughs> comments. Thank you. Thank you. And in fact, um, the kind of work which I'm aligned to, it's also more related to this transformation, portfolio management and all. Who mm-hmm. else can do better than women? That's what I feel. Right? Mm-hmm. They have complete control of it. And I completely get aligned with their vision and all. In fact, I, I love working with uh, women leaders. Yeah. So on that note, uh, let's switch to uh, something serious. Um, See, you you said uh, dealing with cancer has uh, changed your mindset altogether. But I would like to understand from you during the diagnosis, right? What are certain things, right, uh, that came to your mind, and how did you handle the situation so effectively? And today you are standing so tall in front of us, right, and inspiring uh, people. Because if you observe. Uh, Sudden folks from all walks of life. I'm not just referring to men. Um, not I'm not just referring to women, but even men, right? Even for they worry about some trivial things, right? But if you consider such a huge thing like cancer, right? People almost give their hope, okay, because of that mental situation, right? The moment they come across this and all, it, it takes a lot of guts, right, in order to deal with that and uh, really. I'm I'm super proud to having this conversation with a person like you who has battled that so effectively and all. And I would like to understand from you, how did you deal that situation? What kind of thoughts came in and how did you overcome that? Thanks, Samin. Uh, thanks for your kind words. So I got cancer in 2010, those days when cancer was a dreaded word. Still it is, but at least now the awareness is more. Uh, thanks to social media, uh, people are more vocal about it. However, back those times, I'm talking about 12 years ago, it was taken in the light that, oh, if this person has got cancer, that's it. It's the end of the life. I have seen those kind of stares 
by people to me after I have gone through the journey and battled it out by God's grace. So that time it was a stigma. It is a stigma in in tier two, tier three cities of India. The culture we come from, the conditioning is like that, that people are scared to talk about it. People are scared to even mention about it to their own self. Forget about relatives and neighbors. They It takes time to absorb that news that you have cancer. I have walked through the same journey and uh, it took a lot of time initially good number of re-opinions, etc. to understand that enough is enough. Your body is also going through that mental trauma when every doctor is trying to judge in terms of the inspection that, oh, we have to find out whether it's a really a positive or negative. And I had to put my foot down that let's, I have accepted, I have cancer, let's go through the treatment. And in that course of re-opinions, I uh, was fortunate to have met one doctor who said that take one day at a time. Don't really over plan that what if this doesn't happen? So what will happen next to my life? And what if that will happen? So how my life will take course? And his advice has stick to me till date. Anytime I feel down, I'm also a normal human being. I also go through the emotions, ups and downs, everything. So this one advice always, I keep it at the back of my mind. Take one day at a time. This shall too pass. So it's like I made sure that I broke down my cancer journey into three phases. One was the chemo. Second was the surgery, which was the most dreaded part. And last was the radiation, which was the most easy part. Or I, I would say that it was just at the end of the treatment. So I was more than happy to get back to things of my normal life rather than thinking of, oh, I have gone through what. So chemo was tough. Surgery was tougher than that because I went through 11 hours of surgery uh, wherein I was on ventilator for one night and uh, followed by an ICU for three days. So that was traumatic. And then post-surgery healing was more traumatic than that. I still get goosebumps if I remember those nights. That was a difficult phase altogether. But I think what kept me going was, uh, Naveen, one is the strength what my family gave. The evolution what my family went through. We all suddenly became a different individual because you're going through a complete change of life. You are seeing your own near and dear one going through the change of life in terms of hair loss and different other physical changes, etc., And second was my work. I am very proud to say and I am thankful in gratitude to universe and my leaders that I was allowed to work all that nine months of my treatment after which a new henna was born. And I took only 10 days of leave uh, during my surgery because that phase I just couldn't lift my own limbs. So forget about working. Otherwise, even on the day of chemo, I used to stand tall, walk high with laptop on my shoulder to the reception and ask for the room for chemo. So it's like work was also a motivator for me that let me continue this journey. And last but not the least, I think that drive to live that I have mentioned in one of my blog also that you die only one day, you live every day. So these were the things which just let me continue those nine months. There were some difficult phases, especially after surgery, where I just want to just let down that, no, I have lived enough. 
I had gone through that situation also where I was not able to even move an inch of myself without a support. Because then you start thinking, if I have to live this life, as well, I just perish. But yes, God was kind. Things have been falling in place after that. And uh, yeah, that was a phase. But it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot. I'm thankful to the fact that, yes, I was diagnosed with cancer. The pain was there, but I think it's a pain of the life which gives you multiple gains. I have no words to say. I can imagine the kind of uh, tough situation that you have gone through, but you have handled so efficiently and so bravely. So kudos to that. And um, now tying back to my previous question, like I asked, like, uh, do we really have enough support okay, for women in technology, right? So mm-hmm. I would like to understand from you, what can be done to engage more women in the technology industry? Okay. So one is the first step. It's always you who have to take it. I would always say that it's the world is there to encourage you, but it has to come from you. I might give enough gyan and there are enough, enough motivators, influencers around the world. Thanks to social media, we have enough of it. It's there is no less uh, population, but it's the step you have to take for that matter for anybody. So it's women who should get out of their comfort zone and start networking outside of their usual suspects. It's They have to fall into the patterns of creating their own allyship, uh, having their own talent boards, etc. And then make sure that they are multiplying that networks. They are finding out that what is their strength and how they can leverage that network it's not necessary like for example i am working right now as an it professional in the organization but on the hustle i'm a career coach because i found that that's my that's my inner potential and i can create an impact so why not why not as well do it at times i have to burn candles but that's absolutely okay it's if you are passionate about it it will come out naturally. So come out of your comfort zone and start networking. That's very important. Number two, I would say it has to come mutually from the ecosystem. The company leaders who are the face and the voice of the company, they should also play an equal important role in the recruitment. Because the work they do to elevate the company profile through different speaking engagements we have and different kind of forums we have within the organization. So that also helped create that motivational ecosystem. So by supporting, following and joining those groups, which are there within your organization, you should empower yourself because leaders can also do to a limit. Again, a woman have to take the step. So while leaders should have that ecosystem of enabling them, empowering them, making sure that you are hiring a diverse woman talent pool, but you should come forth and become a part of that pool. You should not just tell to your next level managers. So leaders should take that step first to become that encouragers and influencers to that diverse. I feel that is very important. And we should, number three is we should have more women-centric mentoring and training program, as I told in one of the other answer also, wherein you feel comfortable because all the women take some time to break the ice, to break that 
glass ceiling and become comfortable to talk about any topic so a women centric forums and the mentoring programs wherein they can just say that what's stopping them and so it will be always big so people right i am part of such program corporate diva is one such example which allowed me to do that when i heard the women in that sector i thought i have not faced that situation but at least i can be an answer to their question i can give them the example that look i was also in this situation this is what i did so sometimes while you don't learn you don't have to really make the mistakes to learn from them you can learn from others example also so that also makes a difference uh, last but not the least i should i think increase the communication training as i said in before give everyone that voice at the table women tend to speak less if they are in an environment which is more of when and less of so that communication is the bridge to any situation in life any relationship in life or for that matter anything in life yeah nobody can sit in your head or go in your head and get you like aap ye soch rahe ho nobody will do yeah. that you need to speak it out it's like crying baby gets the milk because yeah. they cannot speak they cry so they get the milk <laughs> now you have that power to talk of course you should know what to talk where to talk where to stop and how much to talk that is important but communicate 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 that will get you the visibility and people will like i always say this and i think i follow it also you need to establish your presence then only people will feel your absence mm. establish your presence so that people will feel your absence and i love the metaphor of child crying for the milk and all amazing and after such an enriching conversation so far let's add some spice to the episode okay i'm <laughs> going to kick off a quick rapid fire round with your consent kina all right go ahead all right so here comes the first bullet now, have you ever slept in a classroom or a critical meeting or a conference classroom not for sure i was little bit on the notorious side in my school days like so much notorious that even if i'm not there teacher used to think okay she is the one who is behind that brat so it's like that meeting not slept slept but yes if the camera is off uh, and it happened in covid days only <laughs> so yes yes i would be honest here and i think all the professors would have done it so yes i did yeah there are certain instances where i do stop like for about a minute or two minutes and suddenly somebody asked i i don't know i'm clueless about the context no so i have done in the meeting the uh, meet where i i didn't had to speak okay, so yeah. it's like only my presence was needed and as i said camera was off so i i did i will be honest here to the fair heart enough, fair enough and here comes the next one just complete this sentence on a typical vacation day i would sleep it off <laughs> i just love sleeping <laughs> so i think i two things i'll do either i'll read or i'll sleep mm. uh, with the music music on i mean that is uh, important i'm not a tv person so sleep it off is the first choice and if, everybody gets tired of sleeping also right if you are like overdose you then then read i'm very comfortable with myself i am i enjoy my own company mm-hmm. i absolutely don't need people around me mm-hmm. so 
it's like in total bliss with my own self wow so profound uh, moving ahead can you describe yourself in just one word phoenix raised from the ashes okay and uh, <laughs> and i think i've always done that in life indeed like phoenix comes with that example right that uh, it basically phoenix symbolizes that eternal flame yeah which means that you have the faith will and passion for life and no matter how many times i get that setback i have just got that fire within me to heal and come back new again super <laughs> all right did you ever steal anything physical or materialistic from anyone um i think uh, on a lighter note i would have stolen many hearts so that i'm proud of <laughs> on a serious note um, as i said navin i'm more of a natural nurturer so i'm more of a giver mm-hmm. uh, that is one quality which sometimes uh, goes to that extent that i feel like it 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 pains also right yeah. too much of anything gives the pain also so i'm more of a giver mm-hmm. uh, and i make sure that yeah i leave that mark with whom i am or mm-hmm. wherever i go and it's not easy to forget me that i'm i'm very proud of by god's grace <laughs> super now right so let's get into the last one what is one electronic gadget or fantasy gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself you know um something if people wear or something which can be distributed to the entire world which can lessen the hatred there is wow. so much hatred around uh, you go to social media you go at times when i am scrolling through the social media i more than the post i land up on the comments to see what kind of comments would have come and people just don't think you don't know the person or about which you're commenting it can be a celebrity it can be any common man also like on linkedin we don't know each other but it's so much of hatred comes out yeah. you don't know the background of the person you don't know the story behind that incident you don't know why that person has written that but it's so easy to judge it's so easy to spell that beans of hatred so i just want to eradicate hatred because what love can do wonders in life hatred just cannot do even a percentage of indeed and hatred is all out of love. yeah all out of uh, lack of patience right people fail to understand others perspective and at times they go by the herd mentality kind of thing okay someone is doing it to maybe i have to follow that but they may not be the same person internally right or one thing apart from patience which is definitely i agree patience being a virtue one more thing is like just a small control to, yeah. not necessarily you have to really mm, comment right yeah keep it yeah. everybody gets thoughts even yeah. i also do get but yeah. will commenting over there help will help anybody no so if you ask a question if the answer to yourself and the answer comes no stop yourself so yeah. a gadget if you wear at least erase the hatred and makes you see a world in a more lovely way with full of love for others i think the world will become a better place <laughs> maybe i think this has to be this has to be sent to elon musk why he's while he's developing this neural link <laughs> i wish first he should take out the hatred what he has inside him <laughs> no offense to him 
he has some of the very good leadership qualities yeah. but yes he it comes with his own pinch of salt what yeah. he brings with his arrogance all right so uh, that that was a great rapid fire and i thoroughly enjoyed every bit of it with that let's flip Thank back you. to the mainstream and uh, before yes. i let you go one final question uh, you know what will be your single piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers or lives okay so banis you might have seen i think all of us must have seen that pencil in childhood which had eraser at the back right yeah otherwise also so i think i have learned i use pencil a lot apart from pen and i have the habit of writing which i got recently last two, two, two to three years pencil of no use unless you keep sharpening it though the life of the pencil goes down i think it's our analogy of life is same as that pencil unless you don't keep sharpening your skills you will not evolve as a person so please please devote some time invest some time in resharpening your skills every now and then otherwise you will become just a dormant doormat and eventually it's of no use to anybody so if you have to keep yourself revived alive and energized please reskill yourself every now and then reflect on your own progress whether personal or professional it can be personal when i say personal it can be as good as a weight loss journey so keep resharpening yourself number 2 out of the pencil is it has a eraser at the back most of the time in life we don't get an opportunity to erase the mistakes what we do which is fine which is fine i think because i think god makes us do some mistakes just to learn so remember those learnings and even if you do some mistakes and you can erase them by either seeking forgiveness or by letting go or not letting it impact your own psyche please take these three steps heal out of it before you bounce back to life again so use that eraser very very judiciously i would say hmm. and last but not the least out of that pencil only when you sharpen the pencil what comes inside it only comes out as sharp right so you know what's inside you remember that and keep making sure that you're outshining what's inside you you are repairing what's inside you so i i do this very judiciously i do it i am a very highly self aware person so don't let the shackles of people keep pulling you down just keep evolving i mean there are enough noises around as i mentioned earlier shut them down focus on that one person that one one small ray of hope or somebody who in your life who who encourages you which is very hard to do you know because the voice is so much around that we hear that only we just don't hear to that one person or that one ray of light which can encourage us and make us do better so shut that focus on that you will become a better leader nobody can stop you it always starts from you wow such a powerful message and and i love the analogy of that pencil and uh, so with that um, a small item right you were able to correlate so many aspects of human life as well as evolution in terms of how we can sharpen ourselves and uh, shame at work as well as i i life. used to have i used to have that pencil i mean as i said i write with pencil a lot but now i have a pencil which is without eraser because if somebody has to ask me if you want to erase something what has happened in 40 years of your life i would say no nothing 
because had that not happened i wouldn't have been the person what i am today yeah. so i am proud of each and every moment what i have lived each and every human being i have met because they have made a difference in my life yeah. in positive way super salute to you <laughs> amazing <laughs> I, i i enjoyed every bit of this thank you so much ina i really on cloud 9 having met a person like you and thanks to deepika once again so I, i'm sure this episode is going to stand out and it's going to inspire many individuals across the globe thanks for your time insights and thanks for your more everything. than more than happy to for you to have me here because of the simple fact that it was truly enriching conversation for me too one simple fact is i have heard few of the episodes of the guided voice and uh, you just bring that lightning in your conversations like you tend to not stop it okay let me hear more let me hear more so thank you so much for what you are doing i'm sure you will go a long way navin in this effort thank you thank you for the support and the pleasure to host you hina so folks uh, that was our episode with hina and uh, before we move into the trivia section here is a request to you in case if you haven't subscribed to us already please subscribe from the app where you are tuned in from Also if you have loved this episode and found the conversation useful request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice because all we are trying to do is pay it forward somewhere someone will get benefited out of this conversation and you never know their life might impact positively or their career might turn around positively thank you so much in advance now let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode And today's trivia is about the nine days queen. Wondering who is nine days queen? Lady Jane Grey was a 16th century English noble woman and de facto monarch of England for nine days in 1553. She was the great granddaughter of Henry VII of England and was proclaimed queen after the death of Edward VI. Her reign was short-lived, however, as the Catholic Mary I. was able to reclaim the throne and jane was eventually executed for treason so that's why she is referred as the nine days queen i'm sure it must be interesting and likewise if you have come across any interesting trivia please share them with me and i'm going to announce them in this future episode not only that in case if you find any interesting inspiring speakers just pass the details to me you can reach out to me through social media or email me at theguidingvoiceforyou@gmail.com that's all for today thank you so much for joining me friends i'm your host navin samala just a fellow it professional but a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live through the conversations that matter through the conversations that add value to your life and to your career until next time bye bye see you all in the next episode with another wonderful episode.